another episode of A Woman's Book with Ms. Rashanda White and Dr. Pamela Foster. Dr. Foster will join us on our next episode. Listeners, a woman's work is being informed. A woman's work is being educated. A woman's work is being aware. A woman's work is knowing how to prevent disease and have optimal health. Welcome to another episode of A Woman's Work, listeners. October is Domestic Violence Month. This episode today, we would have our guest, which is Shantavius with the Alabama Coalition Against Domestic Violence. She's here. She's going to talk with us about domestic violence and some of the things that the Alabama Coalition has going on um, and some of the programming that they have that you could definitely get involved in and to learn about what they're doing. So Shantavius, Ms. Korsh, she's going to talk to you all to us about herself, about something about her background and some of the work she's doing. So Ms. Korsh, thank you and welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Yes, glad you're here. So um, October is Domestic Violence Month. And we know that it's very important um, for women. And um, it's very important for various reasons. And also the work um, your organization does is very important as well. So you want to talk to our listeners about, um, before we start there, Mm -hmm. um, about, before we go into the organization, talk Mm -hmm. about your, your, your title and something about your background. Okay, so my title here at ACADV, the Alabama Coalition Against Domestic Violence, is the program manager. So I oversee two different programs. One is the sale program that we offer here, and the other is the economic justice and housing program. And I'll kind of talk about those a little bit more throughout the interview, but my background comes from public health and community health. So before this job, I was working during the COVID pandemic in the community, getting people vaccinated, building that trust with people in our community in the Montgomery area, Macon County area, and um, the Lowndes County area as well. So two rural areas, working in the community, gaining that trust. So I kind of have a background with public health and community health, transitioning into domestic violence after losing a friend um, to DV back in 2022. Oh, mama, serious, serious. So this is, so listeners, you just heard what Ms. Cor said. Well, let me say this before I start. Yeah, call me Shan. That's what I started at. That's the well, I always give the guests, um, the, they tell me what they want me to call them. Okay. So, so that's why I wanted to ask. So you said call you Shane. Okay. All right, Shane. Yes. So thank you so much. So we just heard what Shane said about how she got involved in her work in um, public health and um, community health and some of the work. And I applaud you for the work you did in COVID because that was very serious work. And it took a lot of courage to do that work. So I want to applaud you for that. Thank you. And it's really crazy how I came into public health. Mm-hmm. Initially, I was going to school to be a nurse. You know, everybody okay. wants to be a nurse when they first go to school. Um, and I just found out that that wasn't the fit for me. I don't think that's what God called me to do in my work. Um, so I wanted to still help people. And I went to my advisor and she was like, well, maybe public health and community health is more your lane. That sounds like where you want to go. So that's how I got into the field. Good, good. And it's, and it's a very important field because, again, you get a chance to, it's a little different from nursing, you're right. And so you get out there to do health education, health promotion, mm-hmm. and um, get a chance to understand the community, what one community needs, the other one may not 
how you promote to one community you may have to promote to another promote to another community differently exactly so different and so how do we get the goal is to get people informed and, and become aware to make a behavior change so that's very important work so i definitely commend you for the work you're doing and then definitely when you talk about domestic violence because that is considered in the health arena as well yes. um, because it's dealing with another form um you know is you know affected mentally and emotionally and physically so um so definitely um wanted to inform my listeners of that and and also i would like to highlight what you said about your friend um want to give um recognize you know your friend in her battle and, and you witnessed that and so want to give pause to her okay I kind of want to give you a little backstory on losing that friend. Um, it was a co-worker. Mm -hmm. I was working at a plasma center and I came into work one day and everyone just had this look on their face like somebody died. And usually it's the holidays. Mm -hmm. Everybody was in a good mood the day before. So the energy was just different when I walked into the room and I'm always joking. So I was like, who died? Why are y'all looking like that? And they were like, well, we did lose a co-worker last night to domestic violence. And he shot and killed her in front of their four-year-old. So um, that's that's what led me to the work. I wanted to see some change and be educated because also I wasn't educated on domestic violence. I didn't know what it looked like, what it was. Um, in my culture, where I come from, my community, we are taught that if a man hits you, it's wrong. But that's it. That's where the conversation stops. Mm. Um, so I wanted to do more. And I, that's what led me to the work. Yes, yes, yes. And again, pause for your friend. And um, just really sad, sad. And that's why it's important. I see what the importance you took on is a passion for you because you've actually experienced a friend that um, lost her life as a result of domestic violence. Um, and so as you go into your community health work and then you come over to the Alabama Coalition Against Domestic Violence, so talk about the organization and the purpose of the organization. So the mission at ACADV is to create opportunities for freedom from domestic violence. Um, we do this through our advocacy and our education, and we also do it through promoting the social intolerance of abuse. So we want to get in front of people, put it on their forefront of their brain, and kind of have a conscience when they hear the word domestic violence or when they hear their friends and families talking about the things they're going through, they can identify, hey, that sounds like you may be going through some domestic violence. Um, and we strive to just make sure that we help rebuild families. We strive to make sure that our resources are accessible to everyone in the state. We support all 67 counties in the state of Alabama. Um, and we do this through our various different member programs that we have throughout the state. So if you're in Montgomery, Alabama, everyone is very familiar with the Family Sunshine Center. So that's one of our member programs that helps us um, expose domestic violence at its root causes, make sure that our resources are accessible, and make sure that we're helping rebuild those families that are going through um, domestic violence at the time. Okay, okay. So you mentioned um, Montgomery and... Um... We actually, this is the area that we actually focus on in, in our work as it relates to community health and HIV AIDS and other health issues that impact women. Um, and so as we talk about domestic violence and talk about, tell our listeners what is considered to be domestic violence, kind of explain, define that for our listeners. 
Um, domestic violence is basically to give you a simple definition, power and control. It's when one person wants power and control over the other person and they will do all means to get that. Um, a couple of different forms would include financial abuse. So that's mm -hmm. when someone does not have access to their funds or if they're working, they have an abuser that is constantly causing them to lose employment because they're a popping up. They're always calling the workplace. They're always texting that other person, trying to make sure that they are at work, um, just causing ruckus to the workplace. Um, then you have the people that are going through emotional abuse. That's someone that might be being gaslighted, um, humiliated. Um, they may be talking down to that partner. You wear your hair like this. It's ugly. I don't think you should wear your hair like this. Just making that person feel very low self-esteem, feel like they're not worthy enough or more than enough. Um, and then you also have your sexual abuse. Um, and when it comes to sexual abuse, we refer people over to the Alabama Coalition Against Rape. They do all things when it comes to sexual abuse. And then you also have your clearly your physical abuse where you can see the black eyes and the scratches and the marks. Um, so those are four different forms. You got your financial abuse, your emotional abuse, your sexual abuse, and your physical abuse. So you said financial emotional, sexual, and physical. Yes. And if you want to go a little bit further, you have your stalking and you also have your reproductive coercion, which is basically when someone is either A, forcing pregnancy on you, they're removing condoms during intimacy um, and you don't know about it, or they force you to terminate a pregnancy, or they force you to have a baby and you, and you don't want to have one. Um, those are two extra forms of abuse as well. Wow. So, Listeners, so when you define it, and I'm glad you did, because sometimes we don't look at it um, in terms of all the different categories. Most of the time, we just look at it as physical. Uh -huh. Sometimes there are other emotional emotions can be just as damaging. All of it is damaging from your in your view, right? Right. All of it is just equally damaging. So there's, there's no higher or lower. And to give you an example of how it can be damaging in different aspects, I recently just helped a client um, who hasn't experienced domestic violence in a few years, but the root cause of all of her issues that she's having now all relate back to when she was going through that domestic violence situation. So um, just to give you a little insight, she was up for losing her house due to the amount of property tax that she owed. That goes back to her financial abuse. Her abuser was taking out credit cards in her name, maxing them out. He was taking out different payments in her name and not making the payments on time. And all of this was affecting her credit and her what she had to do to get it back on track. Um, they got evicted from a couple of apartments. So she had that eviction record on her. Mm -hmm. Things like that relay back to the root cause of all of the issues that she was having at the time. The root cause of it was the abuse. Mm -hmm. Caused the other things to occur. Yes. Was adverse things in her life. Bless her heart. So these are things that you all see and deal with. And I know um, you talked about some of the programs that you talked, that I heard you say initially to sell. And we're going to go into resources available um, to those in the state. And I think I kind of want to go into that program, the sale program and other programs that you all offer okay. that experience in domestic violence. So with our sale program, it is a program that we have contract with DHR, state DHR. We have advocates throughout the state of Alabama. Like I said, we cover all 67 counties in the state. 
Um, and the goal of the sale project is to reach individuals who might not call our crisis line or visit a shelter when they're experiencing domestic violence or planning to flee domestic violence. Um, and they help them get access to an advocate. Um, the role of this advocate will be someone who will address the underlying problems of domestic violence. They'll help these survivors obtain employment. Like I said, sometimes you have survivors that have a really hard time maintaining their employment because of the abuse they're experiencing. Um, the advocates will also help develop safety plans. So the most dangerous time for a victim of domestic violence is, is when they're planning to escape. I know we've all probably seen the TV show P-Valley. Um, if not, there is an actor on that show who is currently trying to flee domestic violence, but it takes her a couple of tries before she goes through with it. Um, so you want to make sure that you have someone there to help you get through it and make sure that you have safety planning in, in state while trying to flee domestic violence. And then we also have the advocates help you find resources. So you may be looking for food stamp assistance, or you may be looking for employment, or you may be looking for childcare, or you may be looking to further your education and get your GED or go to get your associate's degree. These are all things that advocates can help victims of domestic violence or survivors of domestic violence accomplish. Okay. okay. So someone who would qualify for the sale program would be a woman with children under the age of 18. Mm -hmm. um, and this can kind of be a little lenient if you have a child that is over the age of 18 and they may be autistic um, and they may have the brain of a 12 year old, but they're older than 18, then they would qualify to get assistance as well because of the situation. Um, it's also someone who's willing to participate in the sale program. Um, and it's also someone who has the income below 200% of the poverty level. Okay. So let's say, for example, you have someone who doesn't currently have employment and they're wondering, well, do I qualify for the sale program? If you get food stamps, then you automatically qualify for the sale program if you don't have employment. Mm -hmm. um, and the way that someone could get information about the sale program, they could go to their local DHR offices and ask about information on the sale program. And all DHR offices in the state of Alabama, there should be a sale advocate there okay. or a resource to link you to a sale advocate so that you can get assistance. Okay. Okay. And so, because we're Montgomery area, so for those uh, of our listeners that's in Montgomery area, so they could contact um, the Family Sunshine Center. Contact the Family Sunshine Center. So if you're in Montgomery area, your contact is the Family Sunshine Center. Um, you could call their direct line, or if you're in a crisis, you could call their crisis line and get services. Okay, okay. And for some of my listeners that may be outside of Montgomery area, so if they're within the state, so they yes, can call the state, the the, the local um, health department, or mm -hmm. um, or you said um, Department of Human Resources, which one? Yes, Department of Human Resources. Okay, okay. And the health department should be able to give you some resources as well because the okay. advocates do outreach and they get the information out in the community. Okay, okay. All right. So this is very important because we want to be able to just share resources and connect individuals because you never know. Someone may be listening and then they have a friend or a friend of a friend or a family mm -hmm. member, someone who may have may need that support and it's like oh I, okay well, this is where I could go this is where right. I can, can share the information with them and direct them to so we always want to definitely share resources with the community so they're informed and aware of of them in case they they have a need for them 
And a few services that we can help with would be like helping them find safe housing. So we can help with rent deposits. We can help with utility deposits. We can help with gas cards. So for example, if they're currently living in a shelter and they need some assistance with looking for work, they, they don't have money, but they need some gas to get around town. That's mm -hmm. something that the advocate could assist them with. Um, we also assist with car repairs done by the abuser. So if someone breaks out your windows or busts your windows out, we can help with that. Um, also home repairs. If someone breaks the lock off your front door and if you don't feel safe and secure, that's something that we can look into as well. We also are able to purchase security lights and security cameras. So if you're worried that some may, may, someone may be stalking you or watching you and you wanna be able to document those cases because it's really important when you're going through domestic violence that you're documenting the things that are happening to you. So when you are ready to go to court, you have that information available. Right. That's very important. And I, and I think that's very um, unique um, that you all are providing um, security cameras. I was not aware. I know I, I know a lot, but I didn't know that. So that was- Now, let me, let me tell you, it's not top of the line. It's not top of the line security cameras now. It's still like a camera, you know, let you yeah. all support, let you are very aware of what's going on. you giving them what's modern now. Mm -hmm. to also, you know, protect themselves, to, uh, for them to feel protected and safe. So that is very important. And that's a very important um, source that uh, community um, can, can acquire as, a, as it relates to an individual woman that feels there's in a domestic situation and needs to feel safe. Yeah. I also want to point out that our advocates can also go to court with victims. They can also help them put in um, a protective order. So if anyone is just looking for assistance on getting some court assistance or putting in a PFA against someone, the advocates will be able to assist with that process as well. Oh, okay. Okay. Interesting. So this is very um, good stuff, things that people can really benefit from. Mm -hmm. um, as it relates to um, domestic violence and women feel safer and making them create a safe environment for themselves and their family and their children. Yes. So listeners, you know, anyone that's experiencing or any of these issues or difficulties, Miss um, Shantavis Core, I had to say her name in case you want to contact her, the Alabama Coalition Against Domestic Violence. Um, she could definitely provide you with some information and connect you with resources to help you to become safe. Um, and also, as we talk about community, uh, which is, you know, very important in terms of uh, women in these situations, connecting with family, and, and for those that don't have close family to a system, there's a community out there to support them. So what can others in the communities like we have, community organizations, churches, civic groups, uh, sororities, what can they do to contribute to the domestic violence movement? You can always do donations to ABV. Okay. You can go to our website and there's a link that can connect you to donating to the cause. Um, all donations are highly and greatly appreciated. You can also just start the conversation in your community to see what your community knows about domestic violence. Like I mentioned earlier, um, growing up in the Black house, in the, in the Black community, you know, I was told if a man puts his hands on you by my father, let me know and I'll kill him. Yeah. And that's all I was taught. <laughs> Which doesn't help the situation at all. Yeah, yeah. Think about it. Um, yeah. But just have more conversations with your children, with your family around the issue and the topic, just to see what their mindset is. I know oftentimes 
I bring up domestic violence to my my males in my family, and they're just like, well, women must like it if they stay and they if they don't leave. And that's my opportunity to, to educate, like, hey, maybe she can't leave. Maybe there's a certain situation at hand that doesn't allow her to just up and leave. I like to compare it to like when we all work a job that we don't like. How many of us have worked a job that we don't like and we hate? Right. We get up every day and we make sure we clock in for that job because we got to pay the bills. We can't just right. leave that's without a, a plan. Point. Yeah, yeah a you can't point. just leave yeah. that situation without having a plan in place because you have other people that you're either taking care of or you just got to make sure that you have plans in place to make sure that you're becoming self-sufficient for yourself. Right. Um, so right. I like to bring that to the forefront of our community. Like it's not just she can leave or she can tell someone and they'll go handle it. It's not that simple when it comes to domestic violence. And, and particularly with the work here at the, at the Women's Work, we focus on African-American cisgender women. And so we look at um, African-American women, we, we are different from other groups. So we have to look at, and our situation is different from other groups because you know we're the only group, when we talk about America, um, the only group um, that was um, forced migrated here. Mm -hmm. And the group that was, um, you know, enslaved, mm -hmm. so we have a different, you know, we're different. And so we have to approach things differently. And, you know, we're the only group at one point, you know, when we were, uh, when we were enslaved, um, we could not keep our families, you know, at one point. And so, and at one point in time, it, the family, when we got a chance to get free and keep our families, the family was everything. And so in turn, and then there was sometimes because we went through abuse in the, in the country and all of that and how sometimes we had we learned some things and we had to unlearn them. So when we look at that in terms of African-American women and the family, I think that's a, like that's what I, when you said start the conversation. Mm -hmm. Because then when you said about when people ask the question, when males you talk to in your family say why they just don't leave, there like you said, there are a multitude of things um, um, that may not they may not leave. And I know a conversation you and I had off air before when you said the comment. We said when is when is it time to leave? And so that's again the conversation. Start the conversation. So mm -hmm. in our communities, we can start the conversation. We can start the conversation in our churches. We can start the community conversation. First, we can start in our households and our families. We can start yes. first in our households and our families. And then we start the conversation in the community and um, and continue the conversation, not just in October, but continue throughout the year. And so, and, and I was talking to someone, I can't remember who it was, but I had a conversation. I was saying, you know, I wear, I wear a lot of pink during October, but I got to start wearing the purple. Yeah, you got to put your purple on. Yeah. Violence. I got to start wearing the purple more. I got to. And it's so crazy about domestic violence because you just never know who's going through it. Right. You know, when right. people have breast cancer, they kind of voice, well, you know, I'm battling breast cancer. Yes. Keep me yes. in your prayers. But it's different with domestic violence because people are so afraid of being judged and right. talked about. Yes. Um, They may be feeling like, oh, well, if I bring this up to my family, they'll ask me, what, what did I do? to bring right. it upon myself right um and i just want to make sure that when you are bringing that conversation to your family make sure that you are believing people that are exposing to you or letting you know that they're going through this right um, you brought up the faith-based community right and i love that you brought that up because oftentimes we're taught just pray about it 
It's going right. to be all right. Stick with your man. Stick with right. your woman. Pray through it. Me and yeah. your daddy been together 60 years. <laughs> and we we argued and things got hard, but we stayed together. But that's not right. always the case. And right. I think we should stop preaching that in our community um, and just really start trying to figure out how we can help. Right. Right. And 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 um, I know I shared this with, with you before and I know in a previous last year, I think it was last year, the year before we did a, we did October, we always focus on domestic violence and we had a therapist on and we were talking about other things that um, like self-esteem, self-care, self-love, self-worth, all of those things. Mm-hmm. And we talked about um, particularly some men that um, may have, may participate in that behavior. But once they realize what it is, they stop. Mm-hmm. And so again, it's also for men as well. This mm-hmm. education is also for men because like you said, we can grow up in our families and we can see it, but then we really we see it and you don't really know that that's not that's not how she should treat your your right. mother. And so because it is a learned behavior. Right. Oftentimes people like to compare it to anger management. Oh, well, maybe they just need anger management. That's that's not the same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so again, it's also is for women, and also we can definitely share the information with men about domestic violence because we know also men become are also can be a victim of domestic violence. Yes. Right. When I go out into the community and do trainings, I always, I always have that one male that asks, "What's available for me?" And I hear you saying all these things about what's available for women, but men are experiencing this too. And I feel like as a program manager, it's my job to create programs in the community that help men get through domestic violence as well. So that's something that may be coming in the future in the works. Yes, and I brought up men because also women, We're even though this show is geared to women, we're raising, some of our women are raising raising boys that's going to become men. Yes, it's important to know that as well. Yes. And society doesn't help when it comes to the boys because they teach them be tough. You have to be top top honcho, yeah. captain of the football team. Um, be rough. Don't show your emotions. So really, our society is training these boys and men to think that okay, well maybe I have to be mean all the time or put on a face like everything is okay, but. I feel like we have to shy away from that and teach people that everyone goes through the same thing and we all have the opportunity to ask for help. Um, and it's not just designated for this one specific group of people. So the resources are available for men and women when it comes to domestic violence. But that cell project that I was talking about earlier, it's only designated for women with children. So hopefully in the future, we can get something for men with children because there are single fathers out there. That may be experienced in domestic violence, and there is help for you all out as well. That's right. That's true. And I and I know a single father. You're right. He's raising his son. Yes, you're right. I know a couple of them that's yes. raising their sons, and they have a really hard time with mom. And yes. well, don't do yes. this, and I'll take him away from you, and I'll get full custody. And that's abuse. Yes. That's mental yes. abuse. And again, we have to know because that's what I said. We have to understand. Sometimes it becomes. We some of we do it and don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, someone can make you mad and you say, "Well, I'm gonna stop doing that for you." <laughs> you know. Yes. You know. So that again, you talked about control, mm-hmm. and I was having a conversation with my cousin earlier this morning. We talked about that, and it's amazing that we're talking about this afternoon on the, on the program mm-hmm. about, about um, abuse and con- what that control, and that's a whole another program, another topic. 
to get into deeper later on another time, but talking about control. Yeah, and what does that look like and what it is. So and I noticed when I when I talk to my male friends, they experience more yeah. of the verbal abuse from females. Mm -hmm. Um, just talking down on them or the threats. So I feel like men experience more of the verbal and mental abuse. Okay. More not more so as the physical. Okay. Okay. Thank you. So before we um close for the show, is there anything else, um, Ms. Shan, that you would like to share with our listeners about um sure Alabama Coalition against um, domestic violence. If you would like to reach out to ACADV for a training or for any events and you would like for us to be present, if our member program, the Family Sunshine Center isn't available, we are always available to attend. So you can contact me at 334-832-4842, extension 207. And then you can also email me at S-H-A-N-T-A- V-I-S at ACADV.org. And I'll be happy to assist you or link you to the program in your area if you're not currently in the Montgomery area. Thank you so much, Shan. And listeners, we thank you for joining us for this episode. And please visit our website, awomansworth.info, to listen to this program and previous programs. Also visit Awomansworth Health and Wellness Facebook page to complete a survey. In addition, we'd like to thank our supporter, the Alabama Department of Public Health, HIV AIDS Division, ending the HIV epidemic. And listeners, remember, a woman's worth is being informed. A woman's worth is being educated. A woman's worth is being aware. A woman's worth is knowing how to prevent disease and have optimal health. Thanks again for listening and take care. Choose to go, it won't take me far. I